Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group. Member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter Lauer and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. It's Hunter Lowry here, and my goal for the show, guys, is to help you to create a family legacy, not just short-term wealth. So, guys, I want to readdress the crypto talk. I know we talked about the taxes about it in the last episode, and I said something. I want to go back on it just a little bit. And if you listened to the last episode, I told you that I'm not a huge fan of cryptocurrency. And that really wasn't fair to say. I, I kind of want to take that back and, and go a little bit deeper into the cryptocurrency talk and really where I see it playing in your overall portfolio. Because I think that it is extremely naive to just say, oh, it's dumb. It's useless. There's no reason to pay attention to it. I don't really like that one bit because I do realize that the crypto space is very real and it, it really has aided investors in growing their portfolios. So for those two reasons, I think it's absolutely naive to say that it's just useless and just a waste of time and we shouldn't even explore it and talk about it. But that being said, remember, I am not a cryptocurrency expert. I do not invest in crypto with my clients currently, although I wouldn't be surprised if we began being able to and we actually started building a small exposure to the crypto space in our actual models that we manage in-house within the next couple of years. I could easily see that happening. But as for right now, again, my clients are not invested in it, at least with me. So let's kind of jump into it. I, I, I want to talk to you about a lot of the conversations I've been having because, it, again, it's coming up all the time with people, especially when I talk with other financial advisors. They say the same thing. They're like, Hunter, how do you go about talking to people about the cryptocurrency space. I mean, everybody wants into it right now. What do you say to them? And we were kind of brainstorming about it and just talking about it. And realistically, here's my opinion. You know, the hard thing about, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, whatever coin you want to follow, there's thousands, probably tens of thousands of different coins that you can look at. The problem that I see with any cryptocurrency is the actual intrinsic value. Now, some people might say that's a good thing, right? You know, it's not backed by anything. It's just its own separate entity. But what I understand in the way that my brain personally works is I like looking at a company that has an intrinsic value. You know, you look at Apple stock. They produce a good that consumers like us can go out and buy and we buy it for a certain price and they get paid and Apple makes a certain amount of money every year. They are actually worth a real value. When I look at Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever coin you wanna look at, the only way that it holds value is because we say it does. If Bitcoin's going to trade higher, the only reason that it's moving in a positive direction is because the next person is willing to pay a price that is higher than what you currently hold it at. 
There is no actual production. There is no actual intrinsic value behind a coin. So in the short term, the reason that I think a lot of these cryptocurrencies are going up, it's similar to the GameStop, the AMC, all of those plays earlier on. You know, it's trendy. People nowadays, a lot of investors, younger investors in particular, are finding a lot of their investment information on Reddit and Twitter and all these different forums. And it has been working for them in some points. I mean, there are a ton of people that I know get absolutely smoked doing these things. But for some people, it does make them a lot of money. So since it's trendy and since we can read all these stories about people making millions of dollars off Ethereum or whatever, then people are rushing to the cryptocurrencies wanting to buy and therefore pushing the price of these coins higher and higher and higher. So over the short term, that's what I think is happening. And I don't disagree that it cannot continue to happen for the short term. It's looking at the long term that I have a little bit harder time wrapping my head around the actual usefulness of these different coins. So here's the way I look at it. If you think of cryptocurrencies as a real currency like the US dollar where you can go take the US dollar and exchange it for goods and services, over the long run, once we get past just the hype and the trendiness of cryptocurrencies in general, I believe there has to be a purpose for them in order for them to continue gaining value, right? There's at some point you should or we would think that you would be able to go exchange a cryptocurrency for a good or service. And in my mind, that would allow it to continue to appreciate in price. But as of right now, I have a hard time seeing that happening in our day-to-day -day life. I mean, currently, of course, you can use cryptocurrencies to buy things. You can go rent an Airbnb. You can buy things on e-commerce. I mean, there's actually a decent list of things that you can buy. But are we ever going to reach a point where you can go to the grocery store and buy your milk and bread with Bitcoin? I have a hard time seeing that happening. And for that reason, I see a little bit of a hard, I have a little bit of a hard time seeing the long-term growth aspects from a currency perspective. Now, I want to change perspectives a little bit because this is where the conversation gets interesting in my mind. What if we looked at cryptocurrencies not as a currency but as a technology play where we're actually investing in the technology behind the cryptocurrencies that makes day-to-day -day transactions much easier? And when I think about it this way, I can see a lot more long-term growth aspects because we invest in different technology plays and different biotech plays and things like that all the time. And these companies that we sometimes invest in as speculative plays, they haven't produced a single service that is approved or currently works, but we're investing in the idea that it will work in the future. So in my mind, that's the way that I view the cryptocurrencies. Again, not as a currency that we're going to use every single day to go to the grocery store or pay for your mortgage, but potentially the technology behind the cryptocurrency could make some functions of everyday life easier and quicker. And that's the whole goal, right? I mean, any company that's out there, basically they're trying to make human life easier on us. I mean, that's what almost every company does. But I'll tell you what, I don't know anyone, maybe there's some people out there, but not very many people that are going to put all of their retirement assets into a speculative biotech or technology play. So for that reason, you know, when people come to me and they want to put a bunch of money into these different cryptocurrencies, I have a hard time advising that 
just again because of the speculative nature of this play. Now, do I think that it's worthless and we should put nothing into it and nobody should invest in it at all? Of course not. There's obviously people that are making money on it and it's obviously doing something currently and moving in a positive direction. So the way that I view cryptocurrencies and how you should handle them within your own portfolios is as the last part of your overall financial plan. After you've maxed out your 401ks, after you've maxed out your Roth IRAs, after you've got your emergency fund in place, after we've done all these things that you know I talk about with my clients and we've built the whole financial plan, of course there's going to have play money left over. Of course there's money that if you were in Vegas, you wouldn't mind throwing on the blackjack table. And there's probably that every single month for you within your budget. And at that point, I don't see an issue with putting that kind of money into these different coins and different cryptocurrencies and just trying it and leaving it in long term. I honestly think that it is a good play and something that I'm going to start doing myself with my own money. But then again, doing it that way, I'm not going to be watching the everyday volatility except when things really tank, then maybe I'll throw a little bit more money into those. But I'm not going to look at them as an like I would with an individual stock or an individual sector within the stock market. Because the volatility of the cryptocurrencies, I don't think that's going to go away in the short term. Again, it's driven so much by just consumer confidence right now that we're going to see those bigs up, up and downs. But if it's something that you really want to put money into, I would highly advise that you use money that you are okay with losing, almost your gambling funds, and allowing that to be your investment that you utilize for different cryptocurrencies. And so when I was kind of thinking about this podcast and this topic, again, it's been on my mind now more than ever realistically for the last month or so because I've gotten so many questions about it. But I was watching an interview today with Lawrence Summers. And for those of you who don't know who Lawrence Summers is, he was the former U.S. Treasury Secretary. So <laughs> he knows a thing or two about monetary policy and um, the U.S. economy and, and the sorts. So they were asking him about cryptocurrency. And his main quote was, cryptocurrency is here to stay. And there are a couple key points that I took away from this. He basically said, does cryptocurrency matter to the overall economy? No. He said, does it matter to the growth of standard of living of Americans? He also said no. He also asked, is it, the, is it that important that it should attract so much media? He said no. But all that being said, he did say that everybody has a desire, not everybody, most people have a desire to hold an asset that falls separate and apart from the day-to-day -day workings of the United States government. That is a huge thing, and that's why people flock to cryptocurrency. And he also thought that it has a chance of becoming an agreed-upon form of safety. He, he seriously ventured out to call it a potentially a digital gold that's here to stay. Those were his words exactly. He thinks that it's going to be a good prospect and it will be part of the system long term, but he doubts that it's going to be used to pay any bills or to create actual physical wealth, more of a e-commerce sort of a play in the long term. Now, again, I know this whole crypto space, it's such a hot topic right now. You might think I'm absolutely loco and you might think that we're all going to be paying the, every bill that we have with Ethereum in the next 10 years. And, you know, who knows? I guess we'll see as time goes on. But as of right now, what I tell people is to utilize it almost as your riskiest asset and use money that
that you are okay with losing and then just invest in the long term if you really want to have exposure to these sorts of plays. Which again, not saying it's a bad thing at all. I actually personally am going to start investing in some of these plays as well for the long term with smaller amounts of money after. That's the biggest key thing here. After I've already fulfilled all my other financial goals for that time period. So anyways, guys, you know, we could talk about the crypto stuff forever. It's so mind boggling to get different people's perspectives. But I just want to throw that out there because I felt almost bad after last episode where I just said I don't like it because that's not true. It's not that I don't like the crypto space. I just think that it needs it has a certain part of everybody's portfolio. And if you want to be involved in it, I believe that it needs to be done in an intelligent way. So you're not exposed to these major swings for the long term. So guys, if you have any questions regarding your financial portfolio, your financial goals, how you're going to get there, then make sure to go over to my website at hunterlowry.com. You can jump right on my personal calendar there and I'd love to help you out. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Have a great rest of your day.